This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. And welcome to Talking the Gridiron Week 13 recap in the Clutch Studios. Uh, row one brought to you here. Got my guys with me here. Jordan, Jimmy just getting back as well. So uh, hopefully get Rev on here around 7 o'clock. We'll have a full house with you. Bringing you the Week 13 action here in the NFL as well as definitely some college football talk more than we've ever had on the show, but it's the right decision, (laughs) which is talking their gridiron. We need to bring this to the table. So we'll definitely get into that as well uh, on this show. Guys, Jimmy, that week there, we got a few games here in week 13, but that college football conversation here is a little bit here. I look forward to as well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm excited. This was a good weekend of football, even if it it was. was. My team hasn't played yet, but it it was a good weekend of football. And we'll definitely get your guys' predictions on the Monday Night Affair here towards the end of the show. Your Bengals uh, play, of course, against the Jaguars there. But like I said, so Week 13 NFL here recap. Um, I, I, let's not let's not mess around. Let's just get right to the game of the week, right? I feel like let's not let's not BS with any other thing. This is what it came down to: is Eagles Niners. That's what we were looking at, looking forward to the most. The Niners, they the Eagles get have that chance. They kind of. Look like they're a little ahead of the Niners, but they settle for the field goals. It's 6-0. Niners get that 14-6 lead. It's, it really never had to look back. They had the, there was the weird exchange with uh, Greenlaw and the and the security guard, which kind of mixes it up, which made that Bobby even worse. D. Uh, His name was Delisand- something D'Alessandro. He was like the biggest goomba that I could have. It, it looked like Danny, uh, Tommy DeVito's uncle. That's Tommy who was DeVito. on the <laughs> sideline there. He had the big old Italian flag on the side of his head. I was like, you don't want to punch that guy in the face. He's going to put you in the back of a dump truck. Yeah, I work in right. sanitation. It's a stereotype, but it's true. Yeah, no, I get you. And, and, and you're probably not wrong about that. So that's probably part of the reason that he's doing his job. He's probably uh, going to get suspended by the NFL. They suspended well, that kid for, with the phone when, and Tyree killed. They'll suspend him for anything. No, no doubt. He'll definitely be suspended. But Debo, though, he backs it up. Three TD, TDs. Purdy. Puts himself maybe back in that MVP conversation race here with the gentleman. Jimmy, what do you think? Eagles, uh, they, don't, they don't quite show up today, match the Niners. Well, I mean, it's been coming for the last few weeks. So, yes, it was a little bit surprising that it happened. But we, we saw this, or at least a version of this coming. So I'm not yeah. going to sit here and say uh, <clears throat> I'm all that surprised. Because just, you can't play cl- that many close games that many weeks in a row and expect it not to catch up with you at some point. And when a team is humming and a team has a, a very big chip on their shoulder to play you, they're going to try and make it hurt. And that's what San Francisco was doing. I mean, that, you cannot look at that and tell me that wasn't the most personal game that we've seen so far in the NFL season. That was more personal than the Kelsey Bowl. That's That was San Francisco getting to release like almost a, a year's worth of angst over that NFC Championship game. Now, congratulations. It doesn't mean really that much. It might mean that the Eagles drop down. I mean, it puts the Eagles at, at risk of losing their division, so not all altogether that bad, but it's not like it's a playoff game. It's not yeah, like yeah. the Super Bowl was on the line. So once the Eagles got down by enough, do I think they were given their full effort? No, I saw Jason Kelsey stand there on a couple of plays. So it, it, it's it's interesting. It's hit and miss, but I, I don't put a whole bunch into this. I just think that this was the Eagles' time to, to go down. It's been coming for a while. And they played that Bills game last week. Jordan, right, we mentioned about that. That kind of probably took a little bit out of them as well. But like you said, they got punched in the mouth a little bit. And there was – I mean, yeah. this this game definitely meant more to the Niners, I felt like. And they answered oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it just kind of what Jimmy said. You know, this was – it was personal. 
Uh, it, this, this just wasn't a game. It was straight up personal. I mean, even a hit, you know, about a little over two minutes, a hit on Swift. Oh, I mean, that's, it, 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 it doesn't get more, it doesn't get more personal. There is no on. need. That man has a family. He has people watching this game. But you watch the Sopranos, you know, sometimes it gets personal. Uh, you gotta, you gotta amp it up. And, and, uh, you know, like you said, I, I put a lot more stock in this than kind of you did because this, this game meant everything on a mental edge standpoint. And you can't count that out in sports. This, this now will be their black eye until they meet again, probably in the playoffs. So it's, it's definitely, in my opinion, that you know you you were out physicaled, you were outplayed, you looked like you were out coached. Debo looked like the old Debo that we knew. You Man, know, what a couple runs he had! Bullying people. This Eagles defense has a lot more issues than I think I, I gave it credit for initially. That, that's also what I kind of walked away from because <clears throat> San Francisco could do whatever they wanted, and I thought the D- Eagles D line would at least be able to hold up. The offensive line didn't play bad, but just. There was no answer on defense, and that's been their issue. That's where they're injured. That's they they've talked about it all season, but that's like they, that that's where I could see them running into this upcoming weekend for them. Now becomes very important because if you lose this game to Dallas, they have the tiebreaker over you because they beat the crap out of all those bad NFC teams. So they actually would win the division if you guys ended with the same record and you guys split the season series. You have to have to have to show up against Dallas this weekend, or your your season is. Going from, oh wow, we we possibly can be hosting the playoffs again. To we're looking up at a wild card run, and this team is good enough and talented enough. If they get some people back, it's not like that's the worst thing. But yeah, we're starting to see when you have issues, when you have adversity. These young coaches that we thought were doing a really good job, Zach Taylor, Nick Zirianni, uh <clears throat> adversity kind of shows who you really are as as a staff. That wasn't good today. Purdy maybe quieting, you know, like any type of like, I mean, it just feels like he was on his game today. And like you said, with the Eagles, their defense, Jimmy, I would say, well, how about the Niners, all their offensive weapons? You know, I mean, that does not make it easy on it. When they're all clicking like that, he had these little, little, what was the little loop reverse that they think that they had going on with Samuel. They had five different looks out of that. And Debo, some of those runs look personal, as you guys were saying, that one where he beats the receiver and then just turns on the afterburners to basically make it to the end zone, dives all the way in. There was just a lot of good plays. Ayuk in the back of the end zone, even that first touchdown catch wasn't routine. You know, there's a couple of, that. like that Jennings guy I'd never heard of before today, and he had a couple of monster Juan plays. Jennings, yep, he had a couple uh, of plays as well. And then the Niners defense did enough. Their secondary hurts. I'm not sure what he'll be with it. We got our guy Rev on as well. Rev, good to have you on talking the gridiron here. We're just talking, wrapping up a little Eagles Niners game of the day talk here. How you doing, my friend? You get to check out any of that game? Oh, yeah, definitely got to catch the end of it. I mean, just to see the level of just the slacking that San Francisco put on them. You can tell that some of those players, just the beef that carried on through the offseason, Debo Samuel's tweets and Charvarius Ward and all those people, just how salty they were in the offseason. You can tell, like, they had that day marked in their calendar. And, yeah, speaking of Debo Samuel, that man had a field day out there. Like, you could just tell that that game was personal for him. Like, yeah, ultimately I thought it was kind of silly, the things going into the season. Like, oh, we would have done this or that if our quarterback yeah. never got hurt. Like, well, you still gave up like 500 yards on the ground. So, either way. But, yeah, they, you could tell it was personal. They made a statement. So, good for them. The Eagles are in a trap situation here where they're, they're going – 
they just lost to San Francisco. Now they got the game against Dallas next week at Dallas. This could be a yeah. scenario where maybe if they don't watch out, they might not have that first place wild card, wild card spot anymore or, uh, the, yeah. or the home field advantage spot. And that's the thing, Rev. That's a, that was to me what was – it kind of at least makes now the Eagles have to push a little bit here. You know what I mean? They, they couldn't just now – I mean, it does one game back, and now they've lost that head-to-head. It does make that go – make them have to push a little bit more here, which I kind of find a little bit more interesting here as we as we kind of move on with it. Um, I Yeah, like we said, we said Debo was awesome today. That green – the thing that will be taken out of that game, though, right, is the green law, throw down, and then the – the, the oh, yeah, with the traitor. <laughs> I don't want to do your Have you guys as players ever been in like that where you just kind of like <laughs> – Yes. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. The people – it's funny how when, when people are watching you, and I would say probably more on wrestling and, and like seeing some of those wrestling events at the college level too, when, when you're that close to that level of competition, people lose their minds. Why do you think somebody threw a beer at Ron Artest at the Malice of the Palace? Because somebody <laughs> forgot – that, oh, that's not a normal human being. He's sitting up in the stands. He looks normal size from section 300. When yeah. a six foot eight monster gets up and wraps his gigantic hands around your throat, it's a little bit different. Like, it, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, right. I'm a little bit fired up that way, too. I would be in the same situation. I can't hold myself back. I, I don't have that kind of a filter. <laughs> and he even got right up into it. I can't blave it. It was, it was. It, it made, I like may said, get knocked out, but I'm not going to look like a punk before I get knocked out. No, I don't believe it. Uh, it'll be interesting to me with, if these teams meet the NFC Championship. If like if it if it is in San Francisco, what's that edge? Everybody was saying, well, they're the Niners were the favorite, uh, and that should give Philadelphia the edge. Like obviously that that played no factor whatsoever. In that feels good, baby. Yes, I'm sure it does, Mister Rigger. Sure, it does feel good to get that win today. You guys are now one game you back. Guys look for every opportunity to see yourself as the underdog. That's you're a good team. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Well, yeah, well, the not, yeah, the Eagles thing when they were out to pick in Vegas, they tried to make a big deal out of that with, with the Eagles being the the underdog this week. Uh, Jordan, any last thoughts on this game? No, I just uh, I I I thought I I did think the 49ers were going to win, but I, I didn't think it was going to be because of physicality. That was just my my mind was. Especially like you said, you know, Philadelphia and even a Philadelphia media, they put that in the spin cycle. You know, they're at the Rocky statue and they put a Eagles jersey on. They were like, you know, it's Rocky Day and we're the underdogs. We're gonna win it all. And they just they you know, they they, they came out like it was the first match in Rocky Three. Just they just, they just they got pounded yeah. by Mr. Yeah. T. Oh, no, it was it's true. They, was a- they were they were trying to get that commercial deal done is doing the annex. And then all of a sudden just Mr. T's wailing on you for a round and a half, knocking you out while your trainer's dying in the back. <laughs> um, I think the Niners uh, or the Eagles are the, we'll see how they respond. Like you guys said, next week against the Cowboys and we'll see if the Niners, they don't lay flat after, you know, a big victory here uh, against the, against the Eagles. Where are we at? 14, 12. There it is. That's it. A big Rocky. That's, what is that? What are your original well, podcast? Yeah, well, I, I just now, as I was looking up, I was like, "Oh yeah, I have that too. I have the poster. I have that." Yeah. It's a little, little yeah, obsessive. Yeah, a little right. My brother's got a big Rocky guy as well with it. Uh, Fourteen, twelve, right? I think we got Chiefs down. Yeah, the Chiefs just scored and missed the two-point conversion. So, 
So we got that going on. Decent game here they Sunday night. Who scored a touchdown? Hey. Green Bay about to take it back. Oh, oh the, the Pacheco yeah. missed the fail on the two-point conversion. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the two, the touchdown was uh, – uh, yeah, Pacheco got the one-yard rush in there too. So 14-12. Oh, okay. So we'll see if Green Bay has been playing a little little better, looking a little bit more life, love, looking like the – Love, actually. That, that's a, that's good. I think – what do you guys think? Who? Which You're channel has the best graphics? Was, is it Fox, CBS? I mean, NBC is bringing the heat. Love that, actually. <laughs> I, I feel like NBC puts every, puts them to shame when it comes to graphics. They get a ton of extra, right? Like, is it, they could use The Office. They could use a lot of extra stuff from Peacock. So, yeah, uh, that, that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Um, in terms of the graphics, that I like even though CBS is not like the most aesthetically pleasing, something I like, whereas compared to Fox, at least CBS will show the tickers and the scores like underneath the game of like other stuff, other statistics, scores and other games. Whereas with Fox, you watch a game, you're kind of just locked into that one game outside of the updates here and there. So kind of like the details there on CBS is. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I get that. Go ahead, Next year, and it's going on CBS. Um, who's going to CBS next year? Uh, the, the Big Ten's going to CBS, and I believe the SEC is going to Fox. They had some I CBS just, games I this that was year. To happen this year. No, they had some. Was, they had some Big Ten games on CBS. I remember that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, had, uh, I don't think it was like a full time thing. But, but the announcers, when the announcers signed off yesterday, they said uh, they think the SEC for a decade long of coverage. They announced they're moving to the Big Ten next year. So it was a, it was a big, big deal. Ten. Just changing up Pac-12 literally disappearing after that great championship game. Everything's shifting around. You got uh, you got Stanford's gonna have to travel across the country just to play just to I play know. football season. Colin <laughs> Stanford out here. I'm like, I can't wait for the Duke basketball games out. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to with the ACC is there. It's like Duke, North Carolina, all those schools that maybe they get to play against. It's gonna be crazy. West Coast team going all the way out to the Atlantic. Coast Conference out there with it. Uh, a couple more games here that we'll get into that college football real quick with it. Uh, game, other game of the day here. Uh, the Broncos. I thought they were going to make it. I thought they were going to squeak it out late again. CJ Stroud again. Jimmy he pulled the, 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 the Texas. They pull it out. He didn't do as well today with it, but they had a couple good receivers go off. Go off. Uh, what was it? Dell goes down with the broken leg today. He's uh, out for the season. That's he's what out I'm for saying. the season. Yep, yeah, he's down. Colin steps up as a big day for him. It looked like the Broncos were going to have a good drive there. That looked like old Russell Wilson, fourth and two, extending it, diving. And then he gets really kind of really no chance really on that last play. Uh, just couldn't quite throw it high enough. And the Broncos gave it a good try there, but they just couldn't pull it off. And the Texans, Will Anderson, had a massive game today. He played really well. He, that's, so, I, I feel like this he's defensive rookie. Yeah. defensive rookie of the year. That guy is – that's that's a cornerstone piece. People were giving them a hard time about that pick, thinking that that, well, was, it, that it was it was the right choice for them and what D'Amico Ryan's wants to build. And you won that game on your defense today. Three interceptions. I think one of them you can put solely on Russell Wilson. Just not that was it was a bad read. Um, the first one that he was trying to get to Judy. The other two were good, really good plays. And the offensive line gave him no help today. That was the thing. They they did try and praise the Broncos' offensive line at the beginning of the broadcast. You forgot that they were going up against not very talented defensive fronts, and the Texans today made them look absolutely mortal. Couldn't run the ball the way that they had been. Give them credit because they made it a game. I, I We watched it from start to finish because my parents are big Broncos fans, so we're, we were locked in. We were invested. It was close. Uh, yeah. I, 
it, it here's the thing. I haven't been in a situation where I was watching a Bronco game like that and thinking, okay, th- this could be, they could, this could go in. If Jimmy yeah. Ward, Jimmy Ward isn't in that position. If they knew, they didn't know the play. That tight end that ran that route, he didn't know what route he was supposed to run. I don't know if he was supposed to go that way. Jimmy Ward made a huge play, um, but the, there was some good and bad. It, it was, I think, both teams proved they were they were almost there, about a season or two away. Texans, they went with it four out of the last five here, Jordan. Uh, they just continued to kind of make a move. They got you know the Colts here too. They're making they beat the Titans today. They hang on for their win too, and we got our battle here in the AFC South. Yeah, yeah, I think that the 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 Colts they they kind of got lucky. The tight the Titans gave that away, but yeah, they uh they playing for three points in overtime. Just to me, it, w- when you're already on a losing season, just didn't make a lot of sense. They kind of lost their aggression there towards the end, and uh, they it, they left the door open to Gardner Minshew, and he he brought back. Minshew mania. I think there. Are, I think it's four straight wins now for the Colts. So they're de- definitely things up there in the AFC South. So yeah. So we got both those matchups there. We got. Te- what do you think of there? With are you feeling better about the Colts or the Texans there, Rev? Um. Ultimately, right now after that Tank Dell injury, you might have to say Tech or you might have to say Colts. But okay. the thing is. Oh, but the thing is, Texas for the most part they've been dealing, battling with banged up offensive lines. Banged up people on defense. They haven't had Desdell Perryman all year or Blake Cashman. Warren has battled injuries. Derek Stingley has battled injuries. So even though I say that, like, this is a team that just with the fortitude that they have with D'Amico Ryans and how much they've battled just throughout the season and with the young core that they have with CJ Stroud. And personally, I'll, I, right now, I'd put Devin Witherspoon in front of Will Anderson in terms of defensive rookie of the year. But this was definitely like that first breakout game because Anderson has flashed all year, but he just hasn't shown up on the stat sheet yet. And today it finally showed up on the stat sheet with the two sacks. And while they've been playing well and they have the fortitude and they're as gritty as they are, that injury to take though might take a bit of a blow just when it comes to the chemistry that him and CJ Stroud had. As a matter of fact, it was CJ Stroud who called the office to make sure that they drafted take though in the first place. And I think that's gonna be a bit of a big blow there. I thought he couldn't. I wasn't. I thought he wasn't smart enough. I thought these tests that they did the season, he couldn't do any of this stuff. So, what a joke that is with it. Um, the other game of the day kind of happened on Thursday. I want to mention real quick. Prescott he throws it. That was actually a pretty good day for a Thursday night game. He ends up they end up kind of pulling it out there, and what we said a, a rare little prime time game there, guys. I got to get to it right now. It's just on my. It's on my, my mind with the question of the week. College football playoffs. We get to the we get to the the core. Four, we get to the the four here with it. Michigan, Washington, Texas. Alabama. I'm going to get it up on the screen here. Jimmy, Thank you. you, had, you Thank had, you. you Nostradamus has returned. I you called it. Politics. <laughs> yeah, you had called it right there. There it is. I, I guess the, the order was incorrect. I feel like the order is a little bit arbitrary, but I knew that those were the four teams. If Michigan was able to hold on, how do you not put – the committee has shown the tendency to they, – they do this. They put yep. SEC champion in over no matter what whether it's one loss or not. So Ohio State, you were never going to get there because you have no conference championship and you have one mm-hmm. loss. Florida State, you lost your, your starting quarterback. We can see that you are your defense is doing everything they can, but you walked to a 15-point win against Florida that could have gone very poorly for you, and you beat a Louisville team by 10 in the ACC championship. 
So oh, do I want to put you in there against somebody that's going to possibly whoop your ass? And we have another bad semifinal. Like, unfortunate. You can. Here's the good thing. I think it's them and the UCF team with Mackenzie Milton. Just sit there and say, if our quarterback hadn't busted his leg, we would have been able to have a fighting chance. And you would have. Because if he's the quarterback, whether you have the same performance with the last two weeks, then I think it's a different story. Because Jordan Travis was a Heisman guy. He was a top-of-the-country guy. They wanted to see him. Of course you want to put Florida State in there. They're a blue blood program. The people that I've seen that I've been arguing with today that are like, oh, they don't respect the ACC, they don't respect Florida State, I don't think that had anything to do with it. They can pick and choose their criteria. It's a subjective opinion in a very objective process. And it came down to the quarterback being not very good now, right? Probably. It's a bunch of old dudes that sit in the room and argue – like we're doing, we and then they just go up one, two, three, four. Don't you be so offended as a player on Florida State that you work your ass out all year, you guys go oh, undefeated, and you're yeah. like, oh, because our quarterback goes down, you're not going to give us a chance to play for the championship? And, oh, yeah, and you know what? We haven't even lost a game. Oh, yeah, we won a game on the uh, on the road at the, in the SEC. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that they would have – they probably would have got smoked by Michigan. You're probably right. But, but I, that's a hard precedent to set. I don't know. I'll quit talking, let everybody else talk. Generally, they often go with like the team with the better record, the shinier record. They had the O right next to them. And well, that was the only thing I missed. I thought FSU would get in in front of Alabama and that there'd be no SEC teams. But ultimately, like I'm kind of happy about it because the only argument that Florida State has really is they have the better record. But when you look at the quote-unquote eye test and the power that Alabama they have left, they have their quarterback, they have their core. You look at strength of schedule. I mean, Florida State, their wins came. Who are their best wins? LSU and Louisville. Whereas Alabama, they beat LSU too. But not only that, they beat a top ten team in Ole Miss, and then they beat the back-to-back defending champions in Georgia. So you look at eye test, you look at strength of schedule. The only thing that Florida State really just had over them is, well, we're undefeated. Like, they kind of had those kind of lackluster games at the end of the season, but that was the only thing they had going for them was their record. Alabama didn't even play a power team, what, two weeks ago? They they, they basically had an FCS team on their schedule. Florida State blew their chance at the playoff playing an FCS school. And, and history, if we look at history, because I'm going to bring up my Buckeyes in this history, when uh, when JT Barrett went down the first year that we won, the first year of the conference championship playoff system, it was Cardell Jones, an unknown Cardell quarterback Jones. who was a freshman. So the fact that yeah, – And what did, what did he do in those performances? The fact that we're even building an argument on the fact that, oh, my starting quarterback went down – I, I think that's complete lackluster bullshit because if we would have used that argument in 2016, Ohio State wouldn't have been the champions. And yeah, has that FSU not quarterback only look, not only look at like Alabama's performance Auburn, that's Alabama's lackluster performance against Auburn, which came down to a boneheaded decision not to rush the quarterback on a fourth down miracle play, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. If you want to sit here and compare your Buckeyes to this horseshit Florida State team, the Cardale Jones Buckeyes that whipped the shit out of Wisconsin in that Big Ten championship and won their last game of the season by at least 30 points, then I guess you want to bring your team down to that level because Florida State is not Ohio State with Cardale Jones. It's a totally different situation. That argument does not stand in this situation because Florida State is – that's not them. That's not them. So, you can't expect to win games in the college football playoff by scoring 10 points. Nobody's done it. 
Nobody has. So will this happen going forward with like the 13th or 12th team that gets in? Like, well, they would have been the 12th team, but their quarterback went down. So we're going to, like, I'm just saying, is that what we're, we're kind of basically getting to now? Or they need like, to change the whole process on how they get people in. It has to just yeah. be whether or not you win your conference and who has the best record and at large bids at that point. Do it yeah. like the NCAA basketball tournament, for Christ's sake. Like every other sport, at every other level, at every other division. So Michigan versus Bama. It's kind of an interesting matchup, though. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting matchup, though. That's not bad, though, Jordan. That's not bad. I'm sorry. I know for That's not bad matchup in Ohio State. No, I just uh, they, they, they're undefeated and they did what they're supposed to do. And, you know, they, yeah. nobody seems happy about it. You know, I'm going to kind of quote Rocky there. And Rocky Five, when he's talking to he's talking to the committee, You're, he did what the Florida State did what they're supposed to do. They did I what everybody that's... asked him to do, and nobody was happy about it, and they got punished for it. Who who is the committee to tell an undefeated Power Five team that won their conference that they don't deserve a spot? I think I think that that's insane to me. Undefeated, this, so that means it didn't matter about the injuries every week and week out. Any given Saturday and any given Sunday, which we sit here and we talk about it, anything can happen. And it, they, they took it away from those young men. That's that. It's that been to me this is way like, the whole time. It's been. I don't understand what. I don't understand why this at, is new. And we look at the SEC as a whole. They're seven and nine against Power Five conferences outside the SEC. They had a losing record. The ACC did not. So, okay, but look I'm, at Alabama's lone loss, though. Stat, I'm just looking at the stat lines. What, what, what made that final decision other than politics? To me, it's just it, it sounded just, it Alabama mean? has won a national Stretch championship like four out of the last six years, going back to the time that Saban signed his contract and Georgia's won the last two. So the SEC, whether you want to admit it or not, has been the most prestigious conference. The Big Ten is right up there. I'm not saying that. I've been a very big bystander of the Big Ten. I, I am a supporter of the Big Ten. But in this situation, it, it's just I I feel like the committee goes based on a team. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the recency bias, your last performance in the playoff, and maybe that's what they go on because Florida State didn't look that great the last time they were in the playoff. I don't know. But I, I go back to this shouldn't be the way that we decide who's in the playoff by having this just a, a committee decide it. That's the dumbest thing. There, there is no rhyme or reason to it. And the fact I didn't understand this initially, but now that I have a better understanding, they can choose what criteria for they go on with different teams. They don't have to use the same criteria for each team that they pick. So maybe they went strength of schedule for who's number one seat. Maybe they went best win for who's number two, three conference champion. Four obviously was conference champion, and oh, they just beat the team that hadn't lost in two years. They can do that. They can combine things. They can snip things. Nobody's holding them accountable. So at this point, we either have to change the whole system or we just have to be okay with what happened. And that's the way that it is, and that's the way that it's been. It's been every single college football playoff that we've had since it started. Uh, the Florida State AD did come out and say that uh, the committee has let college football down today. They has let college football down. That was the Florida State has let down <laughs> ed- higher education in the state of Florida. And there Dan Wilder that. and, and Burt Kreischer are like the two most notable alumni. You're known for going uh, seven years on. for an undergrad. <laughs> that, that's the tiebreaker, your graduation rate. Uh, that's the tiebreaker. No, you'd have long. a lot more fun at Florida State. I'm saying Florida State's better. Did, uh, did that not, not come out through translation? Uh, no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, what do you guys got real quick? Michigan, Alabama. 
We got Texas, Washington. Any feel for these these games? What do you guys think? It. Texas is the wild card because Texas, I think, has been a little bit more inconsistent than the other ones. Washington's scary a little bit too because that defense is suspect. But if they can get that run that LSU had in 2019, LSU's defense in 2019 played a lot better than uh, they did at the beginning of the season that year, and that's kind of what carried them along with that offense that was un- unbelievable. I think Penix is that level of player, um, but they are a little bit worrisome just with the close games that they played. I don't know if that gives me confidence or I don't know if that means they're going to get themselves in a tight game now and and lose on some stupid shit because that's yeah. I think it could go out one of those two ways. And with college games, that's the wild, wild card. I, I don't know how people regularly bet on college sports because – I think I said it on our show like a week or a week or two ago. There's a possibility these kids are going out on a bender on Thursday night, not showing up for class on Friday and getting ready to play on Saturday. Like, okay. I don't know if I really want to put all my faith in Johnny right now. But I think Uh, Texas and Washington are my wild cards. That's a good call. Rev, you think Michigan's the heavy favorite? You think Alabama gets them? Um, in terms of that game, I kind of just feel like based off of experience of both those coaches being in the college football playoffs lately, whether that game is going to be the team that wins national championship, just having the coach and the environment and people who have been there multiple times. However, in terms of like who I think is going to win that matchup there, like Alabama's definitely come across like they've hit their rhythm. Like it's crazy to think that after week two losing to Texas, like yeah. in hindsight, it's crazy to think that they try to bench Jalen Milrow. And ever since then, he took the job back and proven himself to be a plus quarterback, a very good one. Excited to see what he does next season. And the momentum they picked up. And also Michigan, their piss is going to be a little hot too because the last couple of games without Jim Harbaugh, just the, the signal-stealing stuff, like yeah. they're going to have a hot chip on their shoulder as well. And ultimately I think just off of that, Jim Harbaugh is going to be back on the sidelines. The players are going to be hyped up and really excited about that. I think they're going to come out and pull off the victory. Like they, got, they have their heart and soul back on that sideline for them. It'll be interesting. Jordan, you got a feel for who pulls us out, who, uh, who who raises the trophy? But between that game or overall? Overall. Well, you give me a feel. I'll get to that. You can say who I, wins that one. So. I, I think Alabama's going to beat Michigan. Uh, All right. It's and, and it's not been on biased opinion. Michigan kind of uh, – they, they looked a little shaky. <laughs> Iowa's defense to me. Uh, you know, their defense gave them several fits. Uh, they got after the quarterback really well. And Alabama has the offense to go with it. I think Alabama's defense is very similar to Iowa in the style of play and physicality. And I I don't see Michigan getting over that. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be probably 24-21 Bama. But I just uh, – Alabama wins that game. And I think Texas is the uh, underdog. I think Texas upsets Washington only because I I think the quarterback in Texas is a little bit more polished playing both at Ohio State and Texas. Uh, have He's kind of bringing more experience, in my my opinion. Uh, he's seen more de- defenses. He's had more coaching. And I, I think that's the upside. You're seeing you, – he hasn't even hit a ceiling yet. You know, he set all the Big 12 championship records for passing touchdown and yardage. Granted, his competition wasn't great. But uh, I, I give, me Texas, give me Texas and Bama for the championship. So. I like how Jimmy nodded like I would have when you said uh, it wasn't personal with Michigan. Uh, yeah, okay, we believe you. We got it. <laughs> All right. All right. I've yeah. been arguing against Michigan sure. people today too because they they I put out 
I called the four teams that made it. Oh, well, Washington over Michigan is a bogus take. Shut up, dude. Just take the fact that I had you as in the Preach, four. Jimmy. Preach. You guys, Preach. you guys couldn't even accept the win. You had to find something to bitch about. You're so whiny and com- now I don't I don't like anybody in that game. How about that? I'm not an Ohio <laughs> State or Michigan like fan. I just want to see a brawl every year. I want to see somebody flip off the crowd and I want to see a brawl in the tunnel, and then I'll yeah, be happy with Michigan, Ohio State. And we got Ohio, your Ohio State Buckeyes play Missouri, so it's kind of a random matchup there. The play, uh, they're play Watch the- out for Missouri now. They are. Tigers had themselves a nice year. Mm. They do. They're running back. I like their. I like their. Running is, everybody's going to say that, and then this is going to be the game where McCord actually gets a Ryan Day bump and and scores seventy points. He like tears it up finally for Ohio State. <laughs> they're on it, offense. It, it, um, depends if Day is going to the draft or not. They, they don't know if Harrison's going to play. So. Yeah, that would be. He's, yeah, there was some talk he might come back because he wants to beat Michigan. I was like, yeah, all right. Um, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Cooper Manning calls Harrison Jr. and says, I'm going to transfer out of Texas because Ewing said he's coming back to Texas. So that'll be an interesting development to see if Manning will actually sit another year or if he's going to get up and transfer to a team that's ready for a quarterback. So that would, that I know that hard. NIL money must be nice for Harrison, but no, go to the league, man. Your stock is not going any higher. Go to the league. Go to the league. I completely agree. So it'll be fun college football here on Talking the Gridiron. Probably a first, maybe a first for us, but – We'll kind of do it here once in a while as, as we kind of get into the bowl season. It's kind of fun to kind of – it's still football, right? So that's the idea with it here. That was a fun storyline. There was a lot of drama that might have happened, and I'm glad it did. It would have been a little bit more fun if Michigan lost. But anyway. yeah, we, we do a bowl pick'em show every year too. So we got our, yeah. our annual bowl pick'em show that we're going to have. brother won last year? He's one of the last two years, Darren. I, uh, I still have yet to win any of our competitions or pick through the show. Thank you for bringing that up and, and reminding me once again. <laughs> I'm the Cody Rhodes of my promotion, okay? Uh, I just yeah, set yeah. everybody up for the title run, and I'd never actually get to win the belt. The John Stockton. Uh, that's right. He sets everybody up with that. Like, <laughs> All right, so that's our that's our question of the week here. College oh. football, kind of, kind of a flair with it. Uh, so, um, all right, as we kind of transition back into the NFL here, we're going to get to the third quarter of the show here. We're 21-12 still here. Is that where we're at, Jimmy? Dude, Christian Watson's touchdown catch on that last score was insane. That kid yeah. – uh, we, I was, I was, I specifically was way too quick to write this Packers team off because they were young, they needed to learn, and they are talented. Chris Watson's fast, and that was a hell of a catch. And it was a good throw too. I I can erase them off our list. I can erase them. I don't know if we need to, but because they're going to be six and six if they win this one, and and the NFC is now tough. But yeah, that's true. That's it's, true. It is next year will be very interesting with Green Bay. And what's up with the Chiefs then? I mean, they can, I mean, they, I mean, they beat the Raiders. I get when they're down thirty-one-three, but we are they're starting just, to see some. Crap. They're not as dominant as they have been, yeah. but I, they're still just a good team. I, I, f- I feel like they, because that's why when you're a good team for so long, you lose your players. I mean, yeah, they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. They don't have sure. those guys. And they're right back in the red zone as we're speaking. So it's mm-hmm. not like they're anyway. Speaking of Tyreek Hill, he goes off again today. News and notes segment here. Uh, mm-hmm. They're nine and three, first time since two thousand one. Get this. We're going to play Tyreek Hill one-on-one without a safety over the top. Oh, I know. Great plan. Great plan. That catch, though, he made, though, you got – I mean, when you're going this way and then you immediately kind of have to turn, that was a pretty smooth catch just to keep the momentum going, too. That was pretty nice right there. When you're that fast, I feel like you see everything in double-time speed. So (laughs) it looked really quick to us, but in his mind, it was like – I mean, that's got to be nice for Tua. Just throw it up. Get it up there. Go get it. Throw it up there. I mean, the guy's a beast. And, like – I think this might be – I keep saying it. This might be the year he steals MVP from a quarterback. 
I don't know. Let's say it just feels like this might be. We're very lucky Brian or Tyler is not on right now because they would be pounding the table for you know who. I mean, I just think Purdy. Oh, for Christian, yeah. I mean, McCaffrey to me deserves it almost more over Purdy. That's where I would be. No, that's what I mean. They'd be pounding the table for McCaffrey. Yeah, I've already been seeing that. They've been trying to put that out for the last three weeks. Do you think that the I'm I'm just always worried about the MVQ that it just has to be a quarterback. That's always my <laughs> concern with it. So I just hope that it, I kind of want it to be somebody different this year. And I feel like there's an opportunity this year for a, a position player to sneak out and get it. So we'll see if there. I my hot take, uh, like I said, it wasn't maybe that big of a hot take, but I felt I said it a couple weeks ago. I think the Dolphins or can be Super Bowl can make the Super Bowl this year pretty easy. I think they're there with it. I think they couldn't think they're right there to push the Chiefs. They're down a little bit. So they kind of go. They beat the Commanders. No shock there. Your, we, your, go ahead. Can we put out there that the Chargers beat the Patriots six oh, zero today? Yeah, I got that on my. We let's skip ahead. Oh yeah, with the bare field goals. That was my oh yeah segment. Hang on, my friends at Patriots fan says they're doing an excellent job. There's nobody can lose the way they are. Those I mean, kids, those those obnoxious little mass holes are like, what the hell? I've never been able to not to score a freaking touchdown. We got beat by two field goals. We had Tom Brady. Brady went there. We got the one on that in two quarters. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't uh, know about Mr. Kraft. All right, maybe we should let him go back to those Korean massage parlors. Somebody asked us on our local radio show was because you were speaking out of the Chargers how they're kind of even though they win six nothing. It's like it's like I don't know. It's like you always feel like they're talking about Herbert. Would if you if you put like Herbert and Purdy out there for most teams, you would say, yeah, we're gonna take Herbert and. Most of the time, but I think if you ask Shanahan today, would he rather have Purdy or Herbert? I'm not sure he would say I want Herbert. You know what I mean? Like, I, there it's just this weird deal where I, I want to take Herbert for everything, but I'm at some point it's it's just getting I, I don't know. I'm just getting odd with this Chargers deal. I know he lost Williams. I know Allen was out a little bit today. I don't know. I just it's a weird deal this whole Herbert Chargers thing. So maybe next year we'll turn it all around. I I think that's where a lot of people are overlooking. Twenty one eighteen. Say that again, Jordan. I Herbert Herbert just passes the eye test. I mean, he yeah you know, he had he had the big arm. He he has the physical size. He yeah. has the he had some speed. Six points. I hear you. I hear you. Let's break it up just a little bit there, Jordan. What uh, what do you think there, Rev? Um, just. So there's something about this Chargers team where it feels like no matter who they have at quarterback, like something's going to go wrong. Every year is their year, but ultimately there's going to be problems with depth, problems with injuries here and there. And for the most part, doesn't hurt them playing lights out. Like, yeah, there are some games here and there. Wasn't great against the Cowboys. Today was kind of just like a dud. I even forgot that game even happened. But there's just something about, about that about environment and that power. Yeah, well, yeah, speaking of your game here, you guys – now, talk about an ugly game, just weather delay. Mike Tomlin say we played – yeah, I mean, talk about a, if you had tickets to that game and you're looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody look forward to go to, to Steelers games? Does anybody uh, – I don't know if I would, but if I was a Steelers fan, you get to wave. I don't know. Maybe you would be looking forward to that. You're probably thinking you're going to get a win against the Cardinals today, against mm. your boy from Mr. Duty, Call of Duty, and he, and he ended up losing 24-10. to 10. Pickett goes out early in the game. Your guy, You guys are still 7-5, and five, but – this is the Steelers we were expecting. Yeah, this. It's, it's a bit, 
<laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a gut punch there. And also, he's Kenny Pick is going to be out. He's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, we're going into these next few weeks with Richard Trubisky playing quarterback Trubisky. here. Not an ideal scenario. When it comes to the Steelers being favorites, it's so uncomfortable to put Pittsburgh in a f- heavy favorite situation, no matter who they're playing. Because hates it. Can you rely on their offense to drop enough points? Like, what if Arizona randomly shows up and they're feistier with Kyler Murray? They could put some points to get on offense, and it was nothing crazy. The defense did a good job stifling them a little. Yeah. But when you but when you have an offense that you can't rely on, like you don't know if they're gonna drop twenty points in a game, like it's just so uncomfortable being able to rely and trust the Steelers as a favorite to really pull it off because the way they do it is just off of voodoo. Like you never really know. Like it's just you don't really you don't really have a feeling that they're gonna win until they pull it off. Or it's like this game's a lot closer than it is right now in the third and fourth quarter. And we just kind of pull it off because Kenny Pickett finds a couple connections late. But you can't rely on just bits and pieces and spurts of offense to really succeed in the NFL on a consistent basis. I mean, and you guys are a tough eye test watch. I mean, you I'm, I mean I love, I know that's oh, your favorite yeah. team, but like yeah, that's not a, that is not one of those. That's not a team where you're. Yep, I'm putting that. that that's going on the TV first. Except for when I go to this my pizza place out here, where I watch all the games on Sunday. There's this one random Steelers fan in my little town here in Cloverdale, California, and he's always like, "Put that Steelers game on there." Go like, Steelers. <laughs> put the Steelers game on, please. <laughs> yeah, we need to go down to the bar. We need to put the Steelers game yep. on. I was like, "Why the hell is that Steelers Cardinals game on?" Up, turns to the corner. There's that guy with his little Steelers shirt. Drinking his beer at 11. His name's Pat. He's happy to be here. Names are Pat, baby. That was great. He's there. Get that Steelers game on for me. Uh, We all need that Steelers game. If that was John from out of your Falcon mind, I don't even know if he would have wanted this game on today. The Falcons end up winning that game. They they take the lead in the NFC South. They pull it out. Uh, As I got the the Packers score up here against the, uh, the Chiefs here, they're holding on to a lead here. Just like the Falcons against... I mean, just a team that's basically irrelevant right now. The Jets just are pathetic. I mean, this is what you – when you start to look at a team when it comes to the regular season, you're just like, a dumpster fire. Pathetic. I mean, that is not an NFL uh, – that's pathetic. I mean, you think of all the players that play in the NFL, all the training you do year in and year out, and that's the type of garbage you can throw out once a week. It makes me think about all the backup quarterbacks that have been played this year in the NFL and how they continue to just – Teams miss on quarter. It's just crazy. Like, I, I mean, I'm not even. I don't know what to say. I just wanted to rip on backup quarterbacks in the NFL a little bit. <laughs> I don't even really have anything to say about this game in particular. I just think the quarterback play in the NFL sometimes just it's awful. It it's awful. either really good or really bad. There's not that many good no. quarterbacks. So. Yeah, not everyone can be Joe Flacco. I don't know if y'all saw him, but earlier. Yeah, was the that. that was <laughs> yeah. the worst pass at the end of the game. But honestly, uh, up until he that wasn't point. Bad. <laughs> Nah. He's still good twenty. He still can throw the twenty yarder, right? And he made twenty yards. He can still make it look pretty. Uh, he used he used to have a gun. I used yeah. to be uh, the the Italian stallion gun, and now it's just gone. Yeah, it's not, not there. there. <laughs> that 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 first that first touchdown was a beauty. I mean, that like was nice. 55, 40 yards downfield. That was nice. That was a, and Stafford. He he was speaking of an older guy. That he got he got going a little bit with three touchdowns there. It was mm. funny to see. A Browns Rams matchup, just a weird uniform matchup on my for my eyes there. You don't mm. see that that matchup, that brown with the orange helmet, the blue. It was just kind of a weird thing altogether when I was seeing it on my screen. Didn't feel 
didn't feel normal watching that up on there. The Browns are kind of in a weird spot too now. And that whole that whole AFC North, like we said, the Ravens, it's there for them. So this is it's they should easily win that division now well, with all the injuries that have taken place in that yeah. division there. So yeah, Baltimore. Then they play. Uh, they got to buy this week with it. So those are a little bit of our late game checks over there. With it. the other one here, I wanted to mention we didn't talk about was obviously the Panthers. They lose to the Bucks. The reason I brought this one up is Mike Evans more in particular. He becomes the second receiver ever to get one thousand yards uh, or one thousand yards, second most uh, seasons with that. Jerry Rice had fourteen seasons with thousand yards. Mike Evans, I believe, tied Chris Carter this year. Uh, this with ten with another one. This performance has he been remind? Has he been with the Bucks his whole career? I feel like yeah, he, yeah his whole career. Okay, I thought he was. I thought he, okay, I thought he was. He's just he kind of is to me what I think Keenan Allen could have been. If like when I think about the their size and their speed, but if I'm just speaking to Mike Evans, man, what a what a player he is from Texas A and M. He was he's what a career. I mean, you can't argue with those numbers. No, thousand yards every season. Every yeah. season he's been in the league, he's had at least a thousand receiving yards. Whether it be the wild card, Jameis Winston, Tom Brady, Baker, 30 like 30. whoever. <laughs> thirty for thirty. I think that he's benefited <laughs> from having a lot of wild quarterbacks because his quarterback at Texas A&M was Johnny Manziel, and then he comes right. into the NFL. He has Jameis Winston, and then he's gifted three years with Tom Brady. Those were yeah. beautiful years for him. But no, oh, he's man. he's been a a freak, and he's wild as big as he is. Normally you don't see a receiver that's that big play every single week, but I always feel like he's either questionable at, at worst or he's in the lineup and playing, and he's a hell of a red zone threat. I mean, that guy's 6'5", and he's he's huge. He's gigantic when you when you look at him compared to some of the DBs that are covering him. And he never yeah. loses a step either. He just he looks just as fast every year. Double the touchdown he had today. That was pretty good. I mean, he just separated uh, He's just like a power forward playing receiver. Like he, speed was never the biggest part of his game, but he's just so crafty. He wins those 50-50 balls. He wins those jump balls. He's just he's he's unfair in the red zone. Like yeah. he's always had that skill set. And yeah, my favorite receiver in that year after year. Like you'll never really like you'll never really hear him in the discussions of top three, top five tight ends, but he's just one of those guys where he's so consistent. Like you can never just fully count him out. I always try to think of guys that are like who are like would be like buff like you know I always got my guy back in the day your Ohio State boy David Boston he's always the first guy that comes to my mind when I think of Steelers boy like, yeah <laughs> like massive receivers with like you remember David Boston yeah he, he used to match up against Charles Woodson back in the day with those just looking up Arizona just David Boston Arizona Cardinals yes Rev you're right Roy's probably for sure uh, he was a, he was a great All American there at Ohio State I think of him. I think I think he, the guy went to South Carolina. He wasn't a skeezer though. Like it was, it was like something Jeffries or he was a big old dude. They would just throw a lot I'll of Charles Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, he was kind of another guy that I kind of think of just like big. He's obviously better than those guys, but like you just don't see that combination of what Evans has unless you get to the free Megatron like DT Megatron like those rare, those rare guys. Like DT Megatron was- had another Megatron like had another gear of speed to go with it. Yeah. That just wasn't fair. <laughs> and he and played that, at Georgia Tech in college. Yeah. Jimmy Graham and I don't know if it's so weird. I don't he know, was in Georgia Tech. So I don't, I don't know. know if y'all remember Doriel Green Beckham. Like I remember, like in college, like he was a real deal. Had at 6'5", 230, tight end size, which is ridiculous. Athleticism. Yes. It was just yes. too many off the field issues. Always getting in trouble. But like 
That man had the baseline athleticism and raw talent to be one of those types of guys. Another guy I think about like that is Martavis Bryant, like early yep. on with the Steelers. Like I remember that catch against the Bengals in the playoffs where like he damn near did a front flip in the end zone. Like <laughs> he had to go there, yeah. guys. He had to go with that. <laughs> but what was the guy who went to Oklahoma State? It was like Blackman or something like that. Yeah, Justin, Justin Blackman. Blackman. Yeah. yeah, he was a big. He was a big boy too. I remember he had some. Another one who couldn't get out of his own way. Yeah, Brandon Whedon, what a quarterback. And same, for jo- same for Josh Gordon if he got out of his own way. Stay off. He's a, a Rastafarian, <laughs> man. He's a Rastafarian, man. It's down the weed. He's got a lot of chances. What does he play? He's probably played in some flag football. Uh, it, it, he's on, like, the NFL's 18-strike policy. 18 you get enough, <laughs> if you get as many strikeouts as uh, – as Joe, as Greg Maddox had in in a season, then I guess that Josh Dobbs will no longer be available. Uh, Not Josh Dobbs. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Totally forgot. Probably up there with just chance after chance. Uh, no, you can't get that many chances, Josh Gordon. With it, uh, standings check here before we get to the four, we're at the kind of the fourth quarter here. With it, we're kind of not not too much here, other than the Niners now separated themselves obviously from the from the Seahawks this week. The Chiefs, if they fall back. It would be kind of funny if the Broncos would have won today and you did have the Chiefs lose and all of a sudden the Broncos would have won. Game and a half. No, thank God. Darren, it would have been hell for me. It would have been an absolute absolute nightmare. That's all I would have heard about for the next uh, however many. At least now all I get to hear about is how great the Nuggets are and how fun Jokic is to watch. If if I have to deal with Russell Wilson is a a guy that's going to take a team to the playoffs, I will – not gonna say what I'll do because I have students that might might have found this show, but it's not gonna be great for me. We need to be careful with that. And what the other thing I wanted—I forgot to be a standing check. Wise, the Panthers. Did you guys see their owner's interview or something like that about the the whole like picking C.J. Stroud and Bright? You talk about okay, somebody cut the mic off, cut it off, just turn it off. <laughs> That's what that when I watched that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was not good. That was not good. What, Tipper. What, not good. what about- Raiders coming out saying the only reason that they didn't trade for Stroud was because McDaniels went all in for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, God. Yes. I mean, like, I just take Bryce Young, deal with it. The guy's smaller than me. I'm sorry. I'm 5'10, 5'11, whatever mm-hmm. it is. The guy's an inch smaller than me. He's probably smaller than that, actually. Probably even give him a few on that. Yeah, so, man. when your best rough, receiving uh, options are Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst, just rough. That's, a, that's just a rough environment, man. Yeah. And he doesn't Robert have any help on the offensive line either. Yeah. He's the real life white Goodman. I just picture him like <laughs> leaving his like add three pounds to the women's scales, the scales in the women's locker room before you go home. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's total white Goodman vibes. I'm better than you, and I know it. No. You're not. You should put in a guy that knows what he's supposed to be doing. Build it. You're the money. You're the money. You're a billionaire. You you supply the money. That's all you get to do. You don't hire coaches. You don't evaluate talent. You don't go up in front of the media and tell us who we should have drafted. You're making this so much worse. And take those goddamn brass balls off your desk. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> weird. That's, 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 weird. that's me that's uh, <laughs> literally taking the bull by the balls. What? <laughs> As we get, so Dolphins take it through. I don't even know how to follow that up with it. We'll go to the net. We'll, we'll talk. We'll go to. We'll go to crossing it off. Cross the list off with it. The only team I can think about adding to the standings. I don't think I could do it though. The only team I was kind of pondering a little bit is maybe the Saints. But I still, they're right. I mean, the division sucks so hard. They can still have a chance to get in. But man, 
they're they're starting to fall apart a little bit. Cargo's down a little bit today. Thirty for thirties makes it in. So he plays. Why didn't we talk so. about Jameis Winston rapping at Derek Carr last week? That was, <laughs> that was so so funny. Oh, we should have at least mentioned it because Derek Carr was not interested, but Jameis didn't didn't matter if he was interested or not. Oh, oh no, Derek Carr should be salty that he can't score touchdowns on the red zone, man. My fantasy team is suffering right now. I had Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. They both get oh, hurt. And now I'm in, a two, I'm in a two QB league where you got to start two. So I'm rolling with Matt Stafford and Derek Carr because that's the best thing I have available. And just the way, they, the, way, yeah, the way you can see this Saints team, they can move. They don't have a terrible offense. But for whatever reason, they get to the red zone. They forget how to play. It's Carr been his like whole it's life. Just, it's been his whole life. It's been his whole life. Get out the way. Get out the way, <laughs> I, I'll rock with that right now. <laughs> uh, he's been bad. I don't know what else. It just sucks. So that Jimmy Jordan, that anybody else you want to throw out there? I got the Saints. I don't. I feel like we kind of got a few. I kind of maybe want to take off the Packers. Maybe take the Packers off. There you go. Are they still up twenty-one nineteen? Yeah. Uh, yes. Twenty-one yeah. nineteen, and they gave they gave <laughs> Pat all back. So damn. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm a little behind on my shoe compared to yours, but yeah. The thing about this Packers team is they're so young. I think they're like one of like the bottom or uh, one of the three youngest teams in the NFL. So you see that slump in the middle of the year, and you're wondering, are they going to figure it out? Is Jordan Love going to figure it out? And that's another thing. Like they're young and they're figuring things out. Like they're learning and they're growing together with each other. And that's just going to be another thing you're going to have to look at. Like, how are they going to evaluate Jordan Love? What are they going to do? They're going to try to place the tag on him based off of how he plays this year. Like, you're going to have to make some long-term decisions pretty soon with this guy. It's been a very up-and-down season because they've had learning curves as a very young team. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. And that, and that's a good point. The whole There's been a few teams in that same boat a little bit this year. Speaking of a team that was kind of like that last year, Rev, that now they're kind of falling into a little – or maybe the last couple of years they're starting to be a little bit – a lot of team. Maybe some people are saying, "Well, they can make a little noise here it's against our boys here, the Bengals tomorrow night." The, the Jaguars they play kind of that up and coming yeah. team that's starting to make a little noise. Can the Bengals make get an upset rev tomorrow? Can you make our boys happy there? Are they going to get the job done on the road? Nine and a half point dogs. Can they get the job done in Jacksonville? I just don't see it happening when you've got <laughs> on one end of the field Jake Browning going up against. The Jaguars in which, of course, you'll talk about the Trevor Lawrence and their hotshot young offense. Well, ultimately, the defense has been far more impressive and far more consistent in this offense. So, yeah, Calvin Ridley's been gone. He's gotten, he's been getting going lately, which is when you see the, what's going on on defense, both their corners with Darius Williams and Tyson Campbell and the ballers they have all over the field. Josh Allen is trying to make a – no, Josh Allen might be a dark horse candidate for defensive player of the year, just what he's been doing on, on the he's edge over there for Jacksonville. Foyer, a linebacker, over the past two seasons, he's led the NFL in total tackles. Like, they just have ball players all over the place. And it's going to be too much of a rough defense for a guy in Jake Browning. And so far, from what I've seen, hasn't been overly impressive. So he's going to have to find some rhythm here. He's going to have to show something that I haven't seen from him yet against a very tough, stingy defense here in Jacksonville. Jordan, we'll let Jimmy get last word here with it. What do you make of your uh, your Bengals prediction tomorrow? I, you're usually very positive about this team. Is there a chance the defense shows up? They keep uh, Mr. Lawrence under wraps, and Mr. Browning's able to do just enough to get the job done. 
Is there a chance here that they get that happens tomorrow night? What do you got? Well, Lou Lou Amarello does have a winning record against Jacksonville, so that is a positive there. Uh, <laughs> T Higgins is reported to play, so that's we have some positive vibes there coming in our wide receiver corpse. Uh, it's it's going to come down to the defense though, and if if Browning can actually see the field and not not freeze kind of like he did in his first start, uh, I, I I don't see my Bengals winning this game overall, but I I, I do see. I see Browning, and I see the defense is going to be much improved. T. Higgins is going to bring in energy. I, I'd honestly say 24-21, probably, you know, it's going to come down to the wire, but uh, I don't see the Bengals doing it this week. Uh, that pains me to say it, but I, I, I think they're about to add our list probably next time when we meet next Sunday night. Jimmy, so. Jimmy you got Troy and Buck calling the game tomorrow. They What's going on? What happens Monday night? Come on. Come on, give me the give me the Bengals pick. Are you the one going with the Bengals? I did pick the bang. Uh, I did not pick the Bengals this week. It's <laughs> it's where it's uh, and I think Jordan kind of opened my eyes to it last week. I was a little bit blind to it. I was relying too much on the talent to be able to overcome everything that's happened. But at this point, it's on the coaching because if this coaching staff needs one guy to be able to actually look somewhat competent and be able to put an NFL game plan together. Well, then guess what? That guy is not, these coaches need to not be in the position that they're in. And I, and I think this is either where they're going to prove all of those reports about Callahan and Amarillo possibly getting looked at for head coaching jobs. And if they're able to pull this off and make Jake Browning look somewhat respectable and are able to pull off an upset victory or two or three, I mean, most teams, when their backup quarterback comes in, they're not expecting to dominate, but they're not expecting like to totally shut down and put their season away. You yeah. still want to be competitive. You still want to win games. I still want to see them win and put up a good effort, but Jacksonville and Cincinnati right now seem to be on opposite trajectories. So it's a little bit hard for me to go against momentum, eight and a half, nine and a half points now, and <clears throat> the fact that we're not going to have our, our franchise quarterback that makes everybody around him better. And our coaching staff seems to not understand that. We cannot throw 50 times with Jake Browning. And please, 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 please give the ball to Joe Mixon more than 15 times. Man, you got the entire AFC North playing with their backups right now. It's we went from the toughest division of the entire league to now this is just (laughs) now it's the AFC South. It's pathetic now. It's pathetic like that. Uh looks like you got Packers driving uh, right now. It looks like here trying to kind of extend that lead from two. You do not want a two-point lead. With Mahomes with the ball in the last race. So you better get that thing to at least five uh, if you're the Packers here. As we're kind of wrapping it up here, like we said, Monday night, that will be kind of an interesting matchup. I wish Burrow was playing. That, was, that, that would definitely make it interesting. Burrow owns Lawrence, I'm just going to say. So, so we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see oh, yeah, he owned him in college. I think um, Lawrence's rookie year since he beat him. So, or, yeah. That'll be that's true. That's true. It, I would have been a, I, I would have liked the uniform matchup to me. I kind of don't mind that one tomorrow with it. Game balls, guys. Week thirteen. Jordan, you got a game ball for week thirteen. Who gets it for for you this week in the NFL? I'd say the Houston Texans defense. Uh, big we'll big time, yeah. time at the end of the game. That's uh, yeah. kind of a statement. That's a good call. They and they have seven and five, like you said. Great call there with it. Rev, you got a game ball for week thirteen. Uh, you took mine with Will. You took mine with the Texas defense because I was gonna give, I was gonna give that one to Will Anderson, but 
Uh, I might have to change things up here. Watching that Steelers-Cardinals game, I might have to give that one to Trey McBride, actually a Colorado native, but made some key grabs over here like, against Pittsburgh Pretty today. Sure Pretty sure I wrestled against him. Pretty sure I wrestled against him in high school. Because yeah, he had two brothers. He had one that went to wrestle. What was the brother there that went to wrestle? I think it was Dylan McBride. But, yeah, Dylan. Yeah. I, re- I definitely wrestled against Dylan. I think I wrestled against Trey and got put into a pretzel. <laughs> but yeah, Trey McBride, he had a receiving touchdown, did some good things for my fantasy team there. And for Arizona to go out 2-10, and 10, no one's expecting them to win. But, of course, like I said, with how little Pittsburgh scores, you can't really be too comfortable with stuff like that, saying that they're too heavy of a favorite. But Trey McBride went out there. They got rid of Zach, they got rid of Zach Ertz and for obvious reasons because they feel very comfortable with what McBride offers at tight end. And he really showed out today. Be interesting where Urch maybe lands too, as well. If the end to go to the Eagles, go to the Niners, you go pick maybe it. I don't know. Be interesting where he maybe ends up on it. Uh, good call there, Colorado native. Always like that little shout out there to the hometown. Jimmy, who you got for game ball week 13 here? I'm going to give it to this generation's Bubby Brister. That is Gardner Minshew. That's because he's fun. never. 100% given the reins. Nobody's ever 100% trusted him to be the quarterback. But when one guy goes down, he's a great guy to have as your backup. He's got moxie, and he's he may make it look ugly, but he wins certain games. 300 <laughs> passing yards today, two touchdowns, and staved off what would have been an epic collapse against a bad Titans team. I'm going to give it to Uncle Rico, Carter Minshew. That's a good call. I had him as a possible one, too. He had that great throw in the overtime of the end zone to make it there with it. I'm going to go obvious here with it. Debo just looked like he was on a different mission today. Uh, like the way he, Bye-bye, but now, punk. <laughs> yeah, he looked a little bit, a little extra fired up. And I'll be honest, when you got Trent Williams on your team, you got to feel a little bit more confident. That's the real Debo. Trent Williams yeah, is, Trent Williams, Debo. Yeah. Trent Williams <laughs> is the real Debo. I mean, when you got him on your team, you got to be feeling a little bit better. Just like, I don't know, like, I still kind of remember like last year when they were getting killed with like, in that cha- like three minutes left or something like that. He picks up that guy and he like just literally throws him down. Like mm. you could tell he was all pissed off with the game at that point. Then there was some incident this year with the Bills, maybe, or some Browns, maybe. Or- I think it was the Browns where Debo's kind of going with somebody. They here comes Trent Williams in, and everybody's like, Whoa, back up a little bit. <laughs> it's like, I'm, good. Like I'm, little- I'm good. I don't even remember why I was up his head. I don't know. They have, they've always had that cool little pregame thing where you got Debo, Trent Williams up front, bringing out the yeah. boom box. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, no, that is cool. They, they got they, they, every game, every home game. They do, they do, they got that. And then, uh, so what do we got? Uh, Packers still got the ball right now. Where do you guys got with Chiefs? Twenty one eighteen. Packers are driving still. Second and ten on uh, Kansas City's twenty. Yeah, they're they're about they're yeah. in score. Okay, all right. So they're right there with it. They look at there, and then hey, so Jimmy, as we're starting to get to a week fourteen, as we kind of look ahead to week fourteen here, can you? Be- I was thinking about this yesterday as I or this, as I was, I was like week fourteen. <laughs> Me and you, I mean, we're like we're chugging through this thing, baby. We're getting we're like that. We're all the way. Like I feel like now we're I'm in tune with everything. Week in, week out, we're kind of up and down with all of us. Now we're adding college football to the show a little bit. And yeah. We're amazing. We're almost already here, so it's crazy. We're moving through it so fast. So. Yeah, no, it's been it's been awesome. It's been a long time, and now yeah. I do this like every time that I know I need a, a break from school. I'm growing my hair out and growing my beard a little bit, making <laughs> I, I go Tom Hanks from Castaway, and it's, it's fitting because I'm going on a cruise for the holidays this year with my family. So when we do ship off, I'll I'll clean myself up. But for now, I'm going with the 
The kids are like, what's going on? I'm like, you guys are driving me up to (laughs) go sit down. Go sit down. We got the hockey playoff beard. Just let it go for a little bit there. So a week 14 matchups here, like kind of a look ahead. As we said, we're kind of wrapping up the Chiefs Packers game as well. You're following around watching, mm-hmm. tuning in. We've had a lot of action here on the show. People tuning in, as many as eight, eight or nine in there checking it. So appreciate you guys checking it out, talking the gridiron here. Week 13 recap. So look ahead real quick to last to next week's games. Thursday night, Patriots Steelers. Woo, baby. Get yourself ready. There we go. Hey. That's an exciting one. What a barn burner. That one. Take over. the under. Take what's the under. What's the yeah. over under 24? Yeah, the under half. could be 15 points combined on the score. Like, <laughs> you take the <laughs> under still. Oh, <laughs> man. You guys got to talk about a rough one there today. There's not a, the, then the mashups get a little, ugh. The Jaguars, Browns, that might be a you know, record wise one. You got the, your Bengals play the Colts uh, next week as well. So you got that matchup. Rams, Ravens, maybe a little bit interesting. Seahawks, Niners, but the big game is uh, Bills, Chiefs. So the Chiefs, you know, the Bills get another tough one. And then you got Eagles, Cowboys. So those are really your games. Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys. Those are your beauties next week, uh, kind of heading into it. Then we got two Monday night games again, Jimmy. Two Monday nighters, Tennessee at Miami, Green Bay at the Giants. I would say none of those that great a game. But that's the schedule for next week. Like I said, two pretty good, decent games there with it with the Bills with it, with the Bills, Chiefs, and the Cowboys, Eagles there. So well, kind of those will be kind of intriguing, especially with the Eagles coming off this loss this week. Imagine if they go on a two-game losing streak; all hell will fall over, right? Maybe Eagles fans deserve that a little bit. We've said that about Eagles fans, right, Jimmy? We just said that. 49ers take a three-game loss in a row, so yeah, that's true. Five-two. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not going to say anything disparaging about that fan base because I'm a closeted Eagles fan, and now. We, we couldn't – I didn't – I got to go all episode without a, a – veto. I referenced him, but next week when he's back and he's off his bye week, I'll sing some Shayla Luna. It'll be awesome. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Right again. Mm. Uh, next week we'll yeah, do really. uh, night predictions. <laughs> maybe that, maybe this will be the week Dak Prescott maybe gets a little bit of MVP talk recognition here. Oh. I mean, he's been oh. mostly playing well this year, and mm. hey, that win against Philadelphia may give him a little bit of the recognition. I know everyone gets – I know everyone's kind of irritated and annoyed just with him in general, and now he's only got more annoying because every time, like, with his pre-snap cadence, when he does the, here we go, just every time, like, I know everyone <laughs> absolutely hates that. But ultimately, he's been playing pretty good, pretty efficient football ever since a bye week. Brandon Cooks has reappeared back into the offense. C.D. Lamb's been obviously great as is. And it's a good ever since matchup. that bye week, like, they've been picking up steam. It, it's a and it's a fun, it's a Sunday night one, so that one's kind of fun. So we'll have that kind of on here as we're doing the show a little bit. We'll be able to kind of go through that game. Uh, your charge the the Broncos Chargers. We'll see if the Broncos can get back on track there uh, in LA. So we'll see if you get, your defense can get uh, the Broncos defense. Uh, you don't. Faster. You are you really questioning whether or not Sean Payton's going to outcoach Brandon Staley? I'm uh, not. A, not a, <laughs> that, that is not a doubt, doubt there. Whatsoever. I feel like that's a guaranteed win almost at this point. I know that the Broncos haven't been great, but. That's going to look like a lot like last week did, not compared to this week for the Broncos. No, I would say I feel pretty confident in that case with it. With it. So I, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Chiefs, just let people know here as we wrap it up, Packers 24-19. As, you, as we kind of get off the air here, be, make sure you check out the rest of that game here. We Like we said, we got a good show tonight. Got into college football discussion. Got to get talk a little bit about that. Talked to Eagles, Niners. Went through the NFL with it. Guys, another good week here. Rev, appreciate you uh, 
uh, messaged me this morning, and able you're able to jump on again. It was fun having you on. Well, whenever I'm available, I'll hop back on. Always appreciate you guys for having me over. So for sure, absolutely, man. Love it. You love your insight on it. Awesome, Jordan. You got you. You and Jimmy got your Bengals tomorrow night. So uh, we'll see what you guys. I'm sure. I mean, I know you guys aren't like excited, excited, but you both be watching, right? You both be there. Oh, absolutely. You both be there. So and Jimmy gives it out. That is Jimmy. You guys got the. The far of the bench, you guys have been putting out a lot of shows with it this the last couple of weeks. When do you do the bowl season picks? A couple we, weeks from now, or we're going to have to figure that out. Uh, normally, I get it scheduled around the Army-Navy game, so probably sometime around this weekend is when I'll get it figured out. I think oh. we're going to try and keep uh, the same panel because it's been the same panel the three years that we've done it so far, but uh, you guys should keep your – hopefully – we'll be able to work it out with it possibly need some of your guys to fill in and it'd be cool to get some new blood because yeah. we we've had Miami, Ohio state fan representation. My brother and I played D two college football. So we've had all those different opinions, but we're always looking for, for new ways to keep things interesting. We don't pick all the games anymore. Like we did, we did a four hour podcast one year picking every single bowl game. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I didn't have much for temple versus SMU. I didn't have a lot for that game. Uh, um, so we're, we think like, like zones, top eight, eight or nine. And uh, yeah, I've never won. Never mm-hmm. won whatsoever. I have to sit next to my brother and the reigning, defending, undisputed. And now you don't, got any com- you don't got any comments for the Fruit of the Loom polyester bowl, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, I didn't have any. Uh, the cheese. I remembered the cheese bowl because that one year where it was like uh, nine to six, and it was all pick sixes and everything. The like mayonnaise that. bowl that. is the most disturbing one because of the. Oh, the Duke Mayo. I think it's that. That thing. Like, I'd be like, I just don't want to be at the mayonnaise bowl. If I'm the coach, that's the only one I don't want to be at. Is the mayonnaise bowl. My, my nasty interception. That might be the game. He threw a pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it the Ballantyne or whoever? Five minutes yeah. left in the game. Though, oh, somebody. Left. It was a mix About Three minutes yeah. left. Yeah, Mahomes has really lost it. What a bum. What a bum. What a bum. What a washed. Washed. And that's the insight well, you get here on Talk of the Gridiron. That's well, the he lost Tyree Kill if you're wondering who he did lose. <laughs> yeah, that's what he lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He lost a guy that lost a guy that could go 60 yards like that. Offensive line. He's been, he's been sacked six times tonight. Oh, good. They, they, they had one. Well, they've had also three major injuries. Cook went out on the on the cart. The guy Trey, Drew Tranquil got concussed and was knocked unconscious on the field in the first quarter. And then uh, Donovan Williams or oh, one yeah, of their yeah, yeah. tackles got a neck. Injury, oh, Donovan Smith. Yeah. Donovan Smith. Yeah. So they had a lot of injuries just happen tonight too. And the Packers. Surprising, continue to show a little bit of life here, kind of like your Broncos a little bit the second half of the season. There, not my Broncos. I know, not my again. Broncos. I, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, live yeah. here. Hey, you I watched just... the whole game today. It's your Broncos today. Yeah, because the people <laughs> I had to watch. Game, I had to watch the end of it because the Steelers game. <laughs> the people hey, who pay the Heat wanted to watch the Bronco game. <laughs> hey, you do what your mom and dad did. You're a good son. You were at the, you were a good son today. Call me Jimmy Cutlets because I still live at home with Ma. There you go. Uh, hey, no shame in that. Where's the no meatloaf? Shame in that. No shame in that whatsoever. Meatloaf, Bob, meatloaf. Uh-uh. Uh, you want it now? Now. I need it now. Uh, all right, hey, we're getting close to playoff time. Week 14 hey. next week will be one month out of the playoffs, believe it or not. One week closer to Christmas vacation, Jimmy. We're almost there. We'll have some real fun with it. For Jordan Maxson, for Rev, for Jimmy Pilato from Far to the Bench, I'm Darren Breyer. We'll see you next week on Talk of the Gridiron. Peace.